Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram and Twitter and on YouTube at Strict Anonymous. They have handles now on YouTube. So you could find me there on any Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm at Strict Anonymous. YouTube is great for my show because that is a place where you could comment on the episode. You're going to want to comment on this one, okay? Um, that's what I love about YouTube, we get into conversations about the episode. So if you're not on YouTube or you are and you haven't followed me yet, go over there and subscribe to me. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. If you want to be on the show, this is a call-in show where people remain anonymous. I change everybody's voices. People make up fake names. I always say you could call me from a fake number. I could care less. I just want to hear true stories. Uh, if you want to be on the show, you could follow me on Instagram at Strict Anonymous and DM me. You could email me, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. You could go to my website, Strictly Anonymous Podcast.com and click on Be on the Show. Or you can call my confessions hotline. I have a confessions hotline that you could call 24 7. The number is 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could leave me a message there. You could also leave a naughty confession over there. I change the voices. I air those confessions uh, on my Patreon. You could join that. You see anonymous pics of my most of my female guests. You get episodes early and ad-free. There's a lot of fun stuff on my Patreon. Check it out, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. The link is in the description. All of the information that I just gave you is in the description, so don't try or worry about remembering it. If you want to talk to me, oh, I forgot about this. If you want to talk to me on the DL, which a lot of people do, but you don't want to air it. Mostly people use that thing that I offer as like, you know, like therapy sessions, unprofessional therapy sessions. Uh, you can do that. I offer that. You can email me, strictlynomispodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you the details. Now, today, I really love this episode. Uh, Scott wrote it and he was like, listen, you know, you got a lot of like really great cuck stories and successful stories, um, but I really want to come on and tell my story, you know, uh, and it, it's not a good story. <laughs> I don't think he, <laughs> he didn't phrase it that way. <laughs> uh, but I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, I do know that uh, I get a lot of really successful stories about cucks and hot wives and everything's so great, but of course, there's another there's another side to it. I think most people would assume that normally it's never great. Like, how do I find all these couples that everything is really great? Haven't had on a lot of cuck 
hot wife scenario gone wrong stories, uh, but we all know they're out there. And here is one. And it's such an interesting one because he was like a true cuck. He that figured out he was a true cuck, kind of in the midst of things. And, and he went pretty far in his cuckoldness or his cucking like as a cuck I mean he became like the truest cuck I've ever heard from and uh, eventually things went bad and he explains the whole story him and his wife were a cuck and a hot wife for like a good seven years they were together many years before uh, he did find out she had cheated on him a one night thing and that is what set them off into the cuck lifestyle that's a whole interesting story and then what's really fascinating is the progression of how uh they started meeting people well how they decided to open up their marriage how they started meeting people why they decided the cuck and hot wife thing was going to be right how she started meeting guys what his role was in those scenarios because it did evolve and it changed over time. And there was a couple changes that happened that I think led to their demise. We talk about that. And eventually there was a demise. <laughs> Things went wrong at the end. I mean, he is not with his wife anymore uh, when you listen to the story, like I did, you're probably going to start seeing things. And even he says like hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, when you start hearing the story at a certain part, you're going to start to be like, oh, you know, this is probably what set it down the wrong path. And I do think it's a cautionary tale. And it's one that people will learn from. If you're going to get into this kind of lifestyle, you're going to be like, oh, maybe I won't do that because look what happened to Scott because he did that. And I feel like, you know, he was very brave to come on and tell his story. He's not that far past uh, what happened to him. It's only been um, not even two years that he's out of it. It was a pretty difficult situation. I, I, you know, I felt I feel for him what he went through. Uh, he's still unpacking that, and we talk about all of it. It's a great story. It's super interesting. It spans over, like I said, a seven-year time, and you're going to hear all about it. So I'm going to be right back on with Scott. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Scott. Scott, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today, Scott? Good, Kathy. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No, I, I'm glad to have you on because, you know, you wrote in, I've had a lot of cock, hot wife, stag <laughs> episodes lately. People effing love them. And I tend to find a lot of, or I tend to attract a lot of couples who are doing that kind of thing. And everything's like rosy, you know, great. People are very successful at it. And you wrote it and you're like, I want to talk about, you know, how it could go wrong because it did go very wrong for you. And of course, there's so many people out there that probably have that story. And because I'm an effing realist, I say it all the time, and I really am. I like to show all sides of things. And I think it is important for people to hear and know that, you know, sometimes opening it up or these kinds of situations could really be bad too. So why don't you tell your story, Scott? Sure. Yes. And you hit everything exactly right. And, uh, you always have amazing guests and I'm always, you know, in my story, I was like, there's gotta be more people out there. I kind of always feel like I was, you know, I'm always asking myself like what went wrong? All these people are having so much success. So, um, I, I don't know if you want me to start from the beginning. Like yeah, how I met absolutely. My yeah. And listen, I think that most 
people would think that your story is the way that it goes. What I love about having so many positive couples on my show is because I think it's more rare that people believe that it actually could exist and be okay and and people can be successful. So I think in a weird way, the fact that I have more couples that are successful on is, is great because I think I'm fighting a battle of most people thinking it could never be. But of course, it doesn't work out. I just always hear from the successful couples for some reason, but I'm telling you what happens is when I have a, like any kind of topic on, whether it's you know, a specific fetish or like a cuck like you that's going to tell a story gone, you know, a cuck story gone wrong. All of a sudden I'm going to get a hundred emails from guys that have your same story. That's what's going to happen. But anyway, you're going to be one of, I mean, I feel like I've had some on in the past, but you're going to be uh, one of the first of, you know, of many successful ones. So do your thing. Start at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I met my, well now ex-wife, but I met my wife, um, we were together for 17 years, uh, married for 15, um, a little bit of background. She, um, was a young single mother. She had a child in high school. So she kind of missed those wild times you have, you know, through the college, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were, she was kind of more reserved. I definitely was more experienced, I think just in like, things of a sexual nature and, and past relationships. She didn't really have a lot of background. So we got together and things were good and just having like your normal everyday life together, raising her, her child and, uh, together and things of that nature. And I feel like she just got to a point where, you know, which when we discussed it further, where she just feel like she missed out and she was feeling a little, as you probably can relate with talking to other women, she felt a little bored. Um, and I had a health scare and kind of took me out of commission, uh, for a good year to two to rehab and just was never back to like what I always felt like I, I was in the prior. And I found out during that time, she was kind of being a little distant and, and this and that. And, just through some probing questions, she finally came out and she had a one night stand. Oh, um, she had a one night stand when she went away with her girlfriends. And, you know, so my first reaction is probably like what you hear a lot from people is, you know, I was mad, I was upset. And, you know, we were doing the whole like back and forth and just not in a good space. And then I didn't really know much about cuckolding, to be honest with you, um, back then. And it just got to the point where I just had a, like a weird, where like I went from anger to like, when I would think about it, it kind of, you know, turned me on a little bit. And I approached that with her and her first reaction was like, well, what, you know, why would, why would that happen to <laughs> <Yeah>. you? Um, <laughs> and we just kind of talked about it and I kind of approached originally like, would you be up to maybe, should we bring another couple in? And would you, you know, cause I feel like she felt like she didn't have like any experience besides me at that point, you know? And, um, she was very upfront and said, honestly, I don't think it'll work because I feel like I would get jealous of me being with someone else. So I kind of let it just sit and didn't really think of anything. And she has a friend 
who's pretty out there, like um, just real sexual, bisexual. She goes to like these big parties, whatever. And I guess when they talked about it, she said, well, why don't you um, approach him if you don't want to share at like bring up as a cuckold uh, relationship. And we really didn't know much. I think we knew the stereotypical things that, you know, you know, let me ask uh, you a question. That friend that she asked that friend that's, you know, out there and really in the lifestyle and all that stuff. Was that the friend that she was away with when she cheated on you? Yeah, well, there was a group of them, but that was the one. She was the only one that knew that that happened because they shared a room. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you probably see where that was going. Yeah. Um, so we like to us, like, I mean, we didn't know much about it. So um, and this is going back, you know, some years when this happened and it the Internet wasn't with what's out there now, like with your podcast and other things like it just really wasn't a lot of great stuff to look into. So, yeah, listen, uh, I mean, even I've been doing my show for seven years and I have to tell you that I didn't have a lot of cuck couples and people calling in to talk about this specific scenario in the beginning, even, you know, even seven years ago, I hadn't heard of it and I was doing my show. I mean, I've learned about a lot of things through doing my show that I didn't know existed. Um, but it wasn't like even seven years ago, I feel like it was so common. Maybe it was, you know, in that small community, but I think more people know about it now. Exactly. And like I said, and we just didn't know much about it. And what we did know, I look back at that now, I was like, God, that's so outdated. It was just, you know, just bad stereotypes. But we did find some things to uh, look. Actually, I felt like more what helped was there was like some research books by like, I guess like sex therapists, more people. And it took out like that porn aspect of it. Yeah. And it just kind of gave more to like, or relationship wise, she liked that part of it as opposed to being like the, some of the other stuff out there. She's like, I'm just not going to walk into some club and, you know, start having sex with 20 guys and, 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 and that way. And then, you know, it sounded fun, but I also had some hesitation. Like, you know, I was, I'm like, I'm going to share my wife, but then I don't have a partner. Like, how am I going to react? It's all a lot in your head. So we just, after a lot of talk, we just said, well, let's, let's try it out and, and, and see what we can and see what, how it goes. And we went on some, like, this is going back in like those old. Yeah, but wait, I'm going to stop you there and everyone's going to be mad at me, but I'm going to remember exactly where we are. Okay. I, what I need first a little bit, because uh, you know, we're going to, and we're going to pick up right where you start to go into the cuck world and have some experiences. I mean, here you were this guy that was married, you had this health scare, a setback, and then you found out after that, that your wife had had an affair. I mean, well, not an affair, one night stand, but she cheated on you, right? I mean, how, like, how did you work through that? I mean, was there ever a point because she had cheated that you thought of leaving her or anything like that? I mean, how did you resolve that part of it? I never didn't think that I was going to leave her. Um, but I was, like I said, I mean, my initial reaction, I mean, I was angry. I was upset. You know, I, 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 I basically was like, you know, you kind of betrayed me. Like, you know, here I am. I had this incident with me that, you know, put me out and then here you are, you sleep with somebody uh, else. And, it just, it was a lot of tension, um, but between us and 
you know, she was doing the, I'm sorry and I'm apologizing, but I didn't really think I would ever was ever going to leave her. Um, but it just, it was a rocky couple months because we just like, what I think happened was the cheating led into every small argument blew into a bigger one. You know what of I mean? Course, like things there was that, this other stuff going, well, there was that deeper issue between you guys that was there. So you were using these other things to fight with her. <laughs> and, and then she was resenting me being like, you're holding this over me. Like every, you know, my, how long am, are you going to bring this up? And it's always going to be my fault because of this. And so we kind of just, I stopped bringing it up. And I think like once I stopped talking about it, it's somehow just, I don't know why it would like enter my mind when I'd be alone thinking of her in that way. And I was like, why was I so pissed off? And then now I'm like, kind of sort of like feeling some type of an excitement out of it. It just, I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? I thought it was very weird. And I think once I started feeling like that, I, I kind of let it go and like accepted that it happened and just, we were able to move on in a better space after that. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You know, research has shown that sex is as mental as it is physical. So you need more than just an amazing vibrator. You need a hot story. And you know where you're going to find hundreds of hot stories? On the Dipsy app. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. Whether you want to hear straight stories or straight up hookup stories, stories about threesomes or moresomes, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They have hundreds of stories and they release new content every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And you know what else Dipsy has? They have a jump to the action button. So if you're really horny and you don't have that much time, you could literally press a button and it's gonna take you right to the place where the action starts. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you could read. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash strictly anon dipsy stories.com slash strictly anon thanks dipsy for sponsoring this episode i think a lot of people maybe that 
our cucks or know more about the cuck scenario might be like, yeah, Kathy, why would you even ask that question? I mean, that's the maybe the part of you that was like, we're not going anywhere. Because a lot of times, listen, you know, someone cheats on someone, whether it's a man or a woman. And a lot of times that's a big fat deal breaker. I don't know if you have a lot of kids or something. You know, sometimes when kids are involved, people tend to stay more. But, you know, maybe because you had this inner cuck, like that was the reason why you it, it, it you didn't do that. Like maybe it's like, duh, because he's a cuck. And on some level, <laughs> you know, he knew I, he was down with it. I don't know. You know, maybe that's a part I of think, it. No, I think it's a, I think it's a great point. And I feel like, um, one of the, which is funny you bring that point up because one of the guys that we ended up having an experience with, who was really involved in that world, he mentioned that was we talked about how we started out, whatever. And he said, I think you've always had it in you. Yeah. Her cheating brought it out of you. Yes, I, really. I really do. I think, you know, subconsciously, even when you didn't realize it, because most people, the first place they would go to is I'm fucking leaving you. Not to say that people can't work through that, but you never even went there. And I would say it was the little cuck part of you that was like, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're this is our fucking opportunity. <laughs> It was almost like yeah. I just needed something yeah. to bring it out. And yeah. then we could, you know, so that, yeah, it's a great point. And when he had said that to me, I said, that kind of maybe makes sense. It just unlocked like what was always there. I just didn't know it at the time. Um, yeah. Cause you were so, able yeah, to so. work through it. So now you're at the point where you guys, and like, what was her thing though? Could I just ask you a quick question about her? Because I know, you know, that eventually things go wrong in this situation later down the line. And I just want to get a little background on her. When she did get caught or she admitted to you that she cheated on you, did she say, oh, it was because you weren't paying attention to me or I wasn't getting, you know, what was her reasoning or that she gave you? She just said, I think she's like, you know, I've been spending my whole life like um, being a young mother, raising a kid. And then we got married and, and, and she's like, I just feel like I missed out on like even just like having those ex experimenting years. And she's like, I just got I just got bored. And she's like, I just got uh, I just felt like I wasn't fulfilled. She's like, it wasn't anything you were doing in particular. But I'm like, did I miss out on what's out there? And, and she's like, and then. That, you know, it sounds cliche, whatever, but when my recovery, she's like, I just felt like, you know, uh, we lost our attraction or attention to each other. And she's like, I just was, and she's like, not an excuse, but, you know, some guy paid attention to me, told me things I hadn't heard in a while. And she's like, it, you know, mixed in with, again, not an excuse with alcohol. She's like, I just felt there was something alive in me for the first time in forever. And she yeah. was like, I felt guilty, but not in that moment. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that's pretty honest and I, you know, real life. I mean, none of it, like you said, none of it is an excuse. None of it makes it right. But that's, a, you know, a big reason why a lot of people cheat because they wind up in those scenarios. And, and I think that people find it hard to believe that kind of stuff, but it's very, it's, it happens, especially with the people who get married and have kids very young. Right. No, I, I agree with you. Like I said, I mean, we both said it was an excuse, but it was more like I kind of understood it later. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, 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 I get it. Not that I was accepting of it at the time. No, but, but you understood it. And, you know, listen, she wasn't really say It wasn't about you. It was about her. It was. It, she, You know, it was very, uh, to me, 
honest, uh, you know, all, and the alcohol and all of it. I mean, people are like, oh, it's not an excuse. Yeah, it's not an excuse, but this is the shit that happens. <laughs> right. It's like you just mix everything in. Oh, and my God. A, yeah. The common, you know, the alcohol perfect... takes it over the edge. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then she had that friend with her, that friend's like, there's no way that friend was saying, hey, don't think twice. You're drunk. Don't do it. You know, that friend was probably egging her on. <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she definitely, like I said, I mean, it, it was the perfect moment because her, her friend just doesn't see, like she, she's that person is like, how can you be with one partner? You know, exactly. she's very that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. She's not monogamous, doesn't believe in it. So she's like, oh, fucking live life. Yeah. All right. So now, <laughs> okay. So now we got the full backstory like I want. So now you are looking on apps and you guys decide not to look for couples because you got into the, you figured out that the cucking thing was probably the right way to go. Yeah, she just was like, I just don't think I'm like she goes, I know this sounds she's like, I feel like I'm a selfish bitch. But she was like, I just don't really want to see you with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that that would that would work for me. And then when her friend brought up and we looked at it, she was and I was like, well, we can try that. And so that's, you know, we went that we went that route. And mm -hmm. I can be honest, the, the beginning of it, um, I don't think it was as out there as it is now, like it was a struggle at first, like finding, you know, you sort through all these guys and, or people that say, and like, we had like scheduled meetups and a couple guys didn't even show up. And yeah, we're like, this is hard. And, you know, on top of that, the first time we did find a guy, it wasn't a great experience for her because one, he was way better on the phone and like talking than he was in person. And I think he kind of fibbed about how much in the lifestyle he was. And her first encounter just wasn't great. He, you know, he was having a hard time and, and she was like ready to give up almost. Um, and she was like, well, what, what, you know, what's, this isn't even worth it. And we got lucky. We were about to, and then, um, her friend knew a guy, um, they were out somewhere and she was like, would you want to give it a try? And it was, then that changed everything. Um, yeah. But that first it, guy that wasn't so great, did you guys hook up with him? Did she hook up with him? Yeah, she did. I was, it was after we had two guys not show up. He showed up, we had conversations with him. He told her he was like really involved in this. And mm -hmm. so we felt comfortable, but he got, when we got there, we always, we were starting off meeting at like, um, cause we didn't want to do it at our house or, you know, her being someone's house. We did like, let's meet up at a hotel lobby, have a couple drinks or something. Then we had a room reserved. And he, when he showed up, he just didn't sound, seem like he had portrayed himself. And she said, when I waited and she came back down for us to go home and she said, that was awful. Like he really couldn't perform. And it took a while. She's like, is it me? And she's like, and then when we did, it just, we were very awkward. We weren't in sync together. So just. So you were waiting downside, but so how though were you feeling? You're like, you're, you, you know, you're a cuck for the first time. Now this is all set up. Your wife is up there fucking another guy. You don't know that it's gone wrong, you know, but I mean, is it like supercharged? Are you nervous? Do you still not know how you're going to feel? I mean, how were you feeling that first time in that lobby while you were waiting for her? So leading up to meeting him, we knew that he was actually going to show. I was super excited. I had all this like 
excitement with me. I got to be honest, when they left the lobby bar and I saw them go in the elevator, yeah. I didn't, I lost that excitement. I, oh. I went to, uh, this is really happening. I think yeah. like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a reality check when it's really about to go, uh, go down. And I had a lot of angst. I was like, you know, uh, how will this happen? Uh, you know, you know, i I'm losing that excitement. And then I did, I was thinking of things that just, I was probably a lot of nerves and jittery, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but then I was like thinking she was going to come back and be like, this is the best thing ever. And we're driving home and she's like, well, that kind of sucked. Right. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. I'm like, so we went all this way, all this talking. And I mean, this, from the time we said we were going to do it till we actually, she got with that guy, a lot of time had passed. You know what I mean? We just didn't jump right in. So we're right. like all, all that effort. work for nothing. <laughs> yeah. But such a difference when the guy that her friend set her up with was a, just a totally different um, experience for her. Like it just was, that's what we were looking for. And not in a way of like, what we ended up doing later down the road, but the sex was good for her. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think needed to happen. And, um, and I think because her friend knew the guy, she felt safe. Um, if that makes sense, uh-huh. you know, like it wasn't some total stranger and she just, she came back and we, we talked all night and went over everything. And she just had like, there was an excitement about her and she was just saying, she was like, that was, that was just great. I just had great sex. I just, you know, that, and then the fact that I'm coming home to you, she's like, I can't believe this is really like something that's really can happen. So, um, that first, ex- that experience changed everything. So once we knew it could work, she got more into it. Cause I feel like in the beginning it was more me. Like I was finding got the guys, I was giving her things to read for research or, mm-hmm. Hey, she, but after, she had the great experience. She kind of took more control. Right. It, you know, like more like, okay, now we can do this. This can work. Like, let's, let's get into this more. Right. And now she's going to, cause she's going to be sleeping with the guy. So maybe it's better that she's going to be in control anyway. Right. <laughs> yes. And, and like I said, she, like it felt good. And she was like, you know, that was probably the first time she's had sex with somebody where it just was pure, just good, great sex with no strings attached or there was no, nothing involved. And it just, it totally unblocked everything in her mind. Interesting. That's interesting from a woman's perspective. I, I feel like, I mean, I was always a woman that fucked a lot of guys that I didn't really like. So I always knew that kind of sex, but a lot of women don't and have never experienced that. So it, you know, that's interesting that she uh, had that and saw it that way because I feel like a lot of women have never had that. And she had said too, which um, I thought was interesting. She had said, I, it, the fact that I was good with it afterwards and I, I was like supportive and excited. She said, if I was, you know, just, not into it. She's like, it probably would have turned her off. And she's like, we probably would have not gone further if I would. She goes, I needed your, needed your support for me to want to keep going. She's like, I just couldn't do it if it was going to be an issue. Yeah, that's she's like, interesting I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to go back to that cheating art, our phase back then where we were back and forth with each other. 
Right. But the fact that you were okay with it, and then this is also something that she was kind of opening up in herself, it was kind of perfect for her, <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that just kind of led into, you know, and it was more before we really found people like down the road, it was more, you know, she saw that guy another couple times and then he kind of knew what our deal was. And he was like, well, I have a friend I can introduce you to who loves, he doesn't want any strings attached. And, you know, so kind of went from knowing somebody, that's how we got further. And then that guy kind of told us to go on, um, fat life. Uh-huh. And, you know, after you sort through the, I mean, I'm sure you've been on that site. I've heard you mention it, I think on, I, you know, I never about- have, but I know that I know ever so many people on there and I've heard of it a million times. They never went on it though. So like there were some other, like we were still looking on the internet, like on these different, they were, you know, these like websites would be like, oh, this is for cuckold hookups, but it was mostly just a bunch of guys uh-huh. just, you know, wanting you to tell them, like show you pictures or, and, or, you know, they would say that they were, and you could tell that they were Photoshopping or they were stealing someone's picture to present themselves. But we sorted out, we met, um, this guy on FetLife and he was just kind of like in that lifestyle and he was great. He was probably the person that escalated us to where we were because we were new at it and he was experienced. Mm-hmm. So he kind of told us, you know, how things can be, uh, you know, how he kind of gave us also like some places he's like, you're looking for guys. Here's a, here's a, you know, some, he even gave us some people or like, go to this, go to this website but, you know, go to this section, there's, there's real guys there that I know. And it's just, that's where it really took off because it just got to the point where she was just going crazy. Um, and it's because he was a, we weren't, we, it was, we pretty much took away the meeting all the fake people, you know and I mean? Like every time we were meeting someone now, it was what she was wanting. So that guy that we had met really turned everything around. He yeah, was, he was a great resource. He put you at, put you in the right, like in the right direction where you guys needed to go. Because before that, I think it is very hard. A lot of times people write me like, Hey Kathy, where do I go? We're a couple. We went, I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's hard. You know, I mean, I think that it is hard for people to navigate when they're newbies like you. And most people find uh, their way eventually, but it's time consuming because like you said, this place has fake people. This one, it's not really the right thing. You know, you really need someone that's a professional to who's been there, done that, has got it down to be like, no, this is where you go. So could I just ask you a quick question? Because you're having all these experiences. Like, do you, are you into reclaiming sex that all people talk about? Like, did you get past those jitters and now it was just like a turn on when she came home? Or did you ever decide that you were going to watch? I mean, what was going down on your end? Want to be better in bed. (laughs) I mean, can't everybody use a little improvement? I know I can. And that's why I love Beducated. Beducated Beducated.com is like the Netflix of sex education. Whether you're single or partnered up or married for a really long time, 
Beducated has something for you. They have over 80 courses to choose from. They have a female orgasm course that teaches women how to have clitoral, G-spot, cervical, nipple, and anal orgasms. And the great thing about Beducated is you don't just learn by listening. You learn by seeing it in action, okay? There are videos with real people in it showing you exactly what to do. So whether you're a female playing solo or a couple or a guy who wants to become better at getting women off, Beducated is for you. So what are you waiting for? Go join now. You can try all the Beducated courses for free for one day. You will not get charged for the first 24 hours and you could cancel at any time. So you have nothing to lose. And if you use my code anonymous at beducated.com, you're going to get 60% off your annual subscription. Use my code anonymous at beducated.com. You're going to get 60% off your annual subscription this month only. It's 60% off for Black Friday. So go to beducated.com and use my code anonymous. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and your discount is going to be automatically applied. So the first couple guys were strictly, I was not to be involved or to be around. So um, she would come home and it was in the beginning, like she would shower right away and then we would stay up and like we would do foreplay with each other. And there would be sometimes I, we would have sex, but um, I would probably say, the first two years, that was the case. And then by the third year, she met a guy and he was really into like, if you're going to do this, like you got to, you know, the whole point is like not sleeping with him and you need to tease him. So that was the first time that when we met this guy, he wanted me in the room. Like he wanted me to see them together and then he also brought up like, you know, I should be doing the cleanup or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all that stuff. So it and he was also like, he goes, you know, you don't realize it yet, but he goes, you know, you want to do some humiliation, not in like outlandish things. It was more like when they were having sex, like he would like if he was doing her from behind, he wanted her to tell me that I could never do what he's doing, that type of thing. And, and so we generally started grazing into where after that period of time, I think maybe we had sex two times after that. And I, we had found, and I think you've had her on that. Um, she goes by Anne. She's a hot wife. I believe Who? you had her, uh, her name's Anne. I think I thought you had her on. Uh, maybe I'm missing the name, but she, she doesn't have sex at all with her her husband she's got like a big website where she like i don't um, think i've ever had her on so this is uh, a hot wife okay wait it's okay so wait so when you said you just said okay this guy wanted you to come in and be like a true cock and now you're there and you're watching and she's telling you oh he's so much fucking better than you and stuff and then he tells you guys that eventually to really get this going the right way she has to stop having sex with you all together Correct. Yep. That, that, that changed after being with him. Um, it totally changed where she just was full time. She was going to have sex with other men that I wasn't. And, you know, I was, and, but like I said, I was more involved at this point where I posed before where I only saw her after 
now I'm in the room, you know, there, we generally moved into when she was comfortable with somebody, they'd come to our house. Uh Um, so that was a different experience to like be there or also, you know, have to go into the other room because they wanted to have more alone time. So to be in your house, hearing your wife with another guy, that was a different dynamic too. Like that changed, um, that was a different experience because before, you know, she'd come to a hotel and then come home. It was different to have them there and hear them and see them just totally. I think it ramped it up too as well. I Oh yeah. You were just more involved. Oh yeah. You're just becoming a, you're just peeling back the layers to reveal the truest cock. Like, and you know, and now when that guy's fucking your wife in your bed, like now you're the fucking cock. That's it. Yep, that's the top was, of the cuck mountain. <laughs> yeah, and then she was mixing in guys that we would meet and set up involved with. She was going out, and you know, with that one friend or this and that, and then she would, you know, come home like, like late all hours of the night, whatever. And you know, I would just be like, "How was it?" And she was like, "Well, I met a guy." So she was having quote sex with unquote unquote like not guys in the cuckold world. Yeah, but still just having the, that sex on top of the guys that we were meeting. So wow. she was getting a little bit of both um, because the guys that you meet online, it, sometimes it takes a while. They're not from the area or, you know, it's like you meet up and you're like, hey, do we match? And they're like, yeah, I'll be in in like three weeks. Yeah. So it was almost like that was the stopgap. And, she, uh, and for her, I mean, was it like once she opened, was it like Pandora's box for her? I mean, like once she opened that door, like she couldn't stop. She just needed constant new dick, you know, that she's like now going out with her friends, hooking up with regular guys. Yeah, she pretty much said that all that time that she was bottled up and didn't have her wild day, she felt like was all. I mean, I just saw a huge change in her. Yeah. Um, you know, she was just like a hundred times more sexual. She felt Mm -hmm. better about herself. Like, you know, she went from just wearing some, like, you know, a sweater and jeans to like, she's wearing tight dresses or something showing more of her body. And, um, the way that she was even having sex, I thought was different. Like things that I was thought that, you know, just she would held back on when we were together, you know, before all this, like, I'm like, wow, like some point I'm like, I can't like that was in her. Like I what stuff? Wasn't able to get it out. Like anal, so, like she was a three input girl. All of a sudden, I mean, what were the stuff that she started to do that she had never done before? Um, she was. I mean, it was. I think like the she was just more like the passion that she was having, like to, to have sex anywhere. Uh, this now she didn't. Um, she didn't do anal. Till the last guy, the guy that we'll probably end our story with, um, she was pretty against that. I mean, I know a lot of guys had tried. I had tried uh-huh. through our marriage. Um, she eventually did. She did get there, but like, it would be um, something simple, which probably doesn't sound too erotic. But like, if a guy stayed over our house, and the next morning, you know, we're having breakfast, he would come out of the room, literally just pull her. Uh, pants down and have her right there like on our island where like if i was to try to do that in our marriage she'd be like oh i need a shower or yeah 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 totally know, different I'm, scene I'm, oh my god yeah so or you it's know, like porn it's like your little porn scenarios happening right in front of you 
yeah, she just, I was like, she just got real, like, she just got really wild. I feel like she just was letting out all those years where she wasn't sexual, was coming out now. She just, and like I said, I mean, most of the time, there were still some guys that were flops and didn't work out, but she started gradually going to when she liked someone, she would see them for a little bit more. You know what I mean? I feel like if they had a good connection, she was like, why am I going to try this new guy? He might not be what we want. This guy definitely works. So we kind of switched to like, she'd see a guy steady for a couple months and then, you know, not see anybody else. And then, uh, you know, kind of went to there. So it was more of like a steady thing. You got to know, like, you know, I'd have some of those guys would stay with us three, four days, Wow, you know, and then, but like when uh, you're not having sex with those guys and they're staying with you, are you like watching sports with them and hanging out with them and just rapping like dudes or what's the, (laughs) what's the dynamic? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Majority of the, the time, like, um, there was a couple guys that was kind of awkward. Like we kind of stayed in separate quarters a little bit while they were there, but the other guys were great. It was almost like, like you said, I mean, like we would have drinks and, and grill out and you're, you know, I'm sitting there going, I, I almost <laughs> yeah. forgot that this guy's here to like fuck my wife the whole time. But, yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. <laughs> but that's because we got to know them for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that, yeah. that was just through a lot more just feeling comfortable. Now, when you weren't having sex with your wife for that time, when that started, what, I mean, what are you getting out of it? Were you in a cock cage? Were you loving being denied? Were you jerking off furiously? I mean, how were you getting... Your rocks um, so off. So I was, I was giving her, which I've always liked to do, and I was giving her a lot of oral. She was giving that to me in return sometimes, but um, there was also times too where a lot of what I got out of it was if I mean I would masturbate in front of her having sex, but then sometimes like when she would come home and I wasn't there, what she liked to do would be to kind of tell me everything that was happening and like, like how great it was. And then she would jerk me off. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, but we eventually, when we got to the guy that was the steady guy, um, he had wanted to me to be and for a brief time. She had me caged off and on. Uh-huh. So we, we tried that. So that was hard for me because that was the first time I was ever like full-time denial. Right. But yeah, no sex. So I would say like none at all. Like I said, besides the uh, her masturbating me or jerking off or uh, she every now and then would give me oral like I had not penetrated her in a sexual way in years. But what do you get out of that? What does is there something about that that turns you on? I don't know if it's the denial, but I was just, I was so consumed with how sexual she had became. And, and it felt like just knowing what she was doing or if I was there seeing, I wasn't having sex with her, but I felt like I was in a way like feeling what, what was going on and just to see like how like she was just in such bliss. It, it would just turn me on like crazy. 
So, right, that. So you didn't really miss it. I'm I'm sure other guys that have the cuck thing going understand it. You know, I'm just trying to get you to kind of explain it to the people who don't have that because I think some people are thinking like, what the fuck? Like, how could you sit there, you know, and see all this stuff that's turning you on? It would seem like it would be sexually frustrating, but for you, the cuck, and probably any guy that's like a cuck, that scenario works and it's not sexually frustrating no and i would tell everyone because i think the big misconception is that a lot of guys think they want to do it because they watch that porn stuff which i don't think is any type of reality of what happens it nothing compares i don't care what video you watch or like story you hear when you actually see it and you're in a good place with your partner it's it there's nothing like it i I had a guy tell me it was a great thing and I'm, I'm not a, a, I'm not a drug person, but he said it, he equated it seeing like the first time, like someone probably would feel like when they did heroin or something like that. Like you just never get that high until you see it. And I admit it, like I've seen other videos of things like that. And after watching my wife through all those years, I'm like, they don't do anything for me it was actually being there or being in this lifestyle totally sexually satisfied me right even though you weren't having actual penetrative sex the jerking off that you would get from her or you jerking off and the watching and all of that stuff was enough and or and yes, more I mean, than it, enough actually probably well, yeah it was, yeah it was weird like i didn't have the sex but when they were done when she was done with a guy they're they're done and like you know you're having that post-sex i felt like i was having the same buzz as they were wow that's interesting and now did you become the cleanup guy would you do that kind of stuff did you go that far yeah that the so i've always liked give doing the oral even before we got into this and then mm -hmm. when that one guy kind of told us like that's part of the full cuck experience she was kind of weird about it at first because like i think you, i told you in the beginning like when she started like she would shower when she got home and when it took about a couple, she was very uncomfortable the first couple of times. She just was like, oh, I don't want, you know, if I want you doing that. And then it got to the point where we got comfortable. She would come home if, and just literally I would be in bed and she would just climb on top of me or, you know, the guy, if I was in the presence of them, you know, he would get out and this and that. And she was like, you, you know, you're good to go. And she got into it. She just felt like it was a way for us to connect. Right. Okay. So now you start to get steady guys. Now in between while this is all happening, are you guys having talk like communicating or talking about what you're doing and making sure everything's like okay with everybody or are you just proceeding ahead? No, we did like that was a big thing. Um I I said and I was like the one thing that I did when I was when I read those books by those sex therapist was like if you guys don't keep talking yeah. it, it'll go wrong yeah and i i can honestly say that that was a great advice because we were just doing check-ins because there were times i'll be honest with you as much as she was loving the sex there were times where she had some guilt and she was like you know and what are we doing is it right and she's like you know because she said like in the moment she would be like, I love doing this, but like if she had sex all day Saturday by like Wednesday, she was like, am I doing this right? Or like, you know, uh -huh. is this the right thing to do? And I sometimes had those 
as well. I would, you know, say like, you know, can we ever get back to our marriage and like what it was like once you start opening this door, like what would it be like? But we just were saying like everything's going good. You know, if there's any doubts, you know, we'll take a pause. Um, so you were I doing we check-ins did. with each other for sure. That's why I just want to make sure. Cause I do know that it goes awry. So I'm trying to see where the, you know, where that left turn comes into play. But I think I do know where, what's going to like, probably why it happens. Cause I don't know the details. Yeah. So that was good. I mean, we did every now and then take a little bit of mini breaks just to kind of, you know, calm things down and just kind of, you know, said, but then, you know, it would go back. And generally, like I said, I mean, most of the time, it, you know, we weren't having any, any problems in that way. And when we just, when she had those doubts or if I did, we just kind of reaffirmed that it's not affecting our marriage. We still are very into each other. Like, you know, long as that remains, this right. can happen. Uh-huh. So this can still, this still can proceed. Okay. Things were going good. And then we met, um, this one guy, um, <laughs> just the- quote unquote, this is going to be the guy I have a feeling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is so that like, so we did this off and on. So we all told we did this for seven years. Wow. That's um, a long time. Yeah. And we did this the way that it was going. And like I said, there'd be spells where, you know, we didn't see anybody for six months or four months. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't course, like it's not every sex every this, day. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, there was pauses. Um, but we met this the, this guy. Wait, but towards and... the end, when, by the time you met this guy, how long had you been in that phase where you have no, like, sex at all? Where you've had no sex? How long? Uh, I hadn't had sex. I had sex with her once in the last four years. Wow. Okay. And that was, we were in one of her, we were in one of our dry spells uh, where we just weren't meeting any guys. And we were away. And she just was like, I need sex. And, um, and we, that was the one time that we had actually did it in that time frame. So yeah, about close to four years we had, I hadn't done that except for that one night. Okay, cool. So now you're four years, no sex all, you know, you, you got this thing going down. You're, you're totally a cuck at this point. She's having regulars. She meets this guy. Right. Yeah. So she meets him and. I mean, I can always hindsight 2020 picking up on things, but I got to be honest, I didn't really. Mm -hmm. And he was different when I look back at it because he was the only guy that she really talked to non-sex days or like, and he, they just seemed to like talk about like most of the guys that we were with were, it was always like sex talk or about the meetups. You know, he generally would ask her like, how's your day? Um, How's work? you know, she would check in on with him and, and, you know, just at the time we just thought we were just building good rapport with this guy. Right. And Looking back, you could be like, that was something that was different than all the rest. Yeah. They were, they'd have normal conversations and he was the first guy that she ever went away with for an exper- extended period of time. Like they did a weekend together and that she never, she would, even if she did it overnight, I mean, she was coming back home or if the guy was there, like they generally left, you know what I mean? Like this. So they went away uh, for a weekend again, you know, everything was nothing seemed out of the ordinary besides that. Um, They just, 
they just had a kid. I, I got to be honest. She, she was like, he was by far the best lover that she had out of all the guys. Um, On top of the fact that she, she obviously liked his companionship too. No woman's going to go away on a vacation with a guy unless she likes him more than sexually. You know what I mean? That's why I, that she took him on vacation and agreed to that because she liked talking to him. You know, she liked his companionship. Yeah. And I have to admit, he was very, he was a nice guy. Like mm-hmm. he was very good with me Yeah, even, but like he was, I mean, if you were to, I think like if she was to create somebody in the lab, what she wanted to someone look like, this guy was it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. He was, I have to admit, you know, he was very attractive. He was everything that, you know, that um, women like would look at him and everything uh, and stuff. And they just had a really good, uh, they had a really good connection. And I think the first time and they saw each, so we were strictly with him for a year. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. I I think she maybe had like a one or two, one night stands, but generally he was, it was him. He was coming over. She was seeing him. Um, So we were with him for a while. And I think what changed everything um, for us was I had got a, thing for our work project and one of the things was i had a i got to go to mexico and of course it was just supposed to be for me and her i had one ticket so she was like what if we take him we bought him a ticket and he came with us so that was five days we traveled together and i think being away out of the country felt free for her i saw her with him in a different light and i think what brought it up was you know, those like little lazy pools that you have, um, Mm -hmm. at the resort. Well, they were like, you know, in it together and they were just constantly making out and everything. And I was at the bar and these group of women were like, Oh, they must be on their honeymoon. And I said, Oh, I was like, no, they're, um, they're, they're not married, whatever. And that lady goes, one of the women went to me she goes, well, she goes, well, I wish I had some passion like that. Look at them. And that night we went to dinner and they were, it was almost like I wasn't there. And then we went to a little bar club and they were dancing and it looked like they were practically having sex on the dance floor. And when we went back to our room, which was one of those where you have the room, the little kitchenette, and then another room, they practically had like sex for like two hours. And I would walk in just to look in every now and then. And for the first time out of all the guys, that she had been with, they weren't having sex. They looked like they were making love. Oh no. It just, it just seemed different to me. And I think, uh, now, and like I said, I can hindsight 2020, I started looking at all the things leading up to that. I'm like, that should have been a signal. I missed it. Yeah. And we, uh, came back and I kind of said, I'm like, Hey, I was like, maybe we should start seeing, you know, I was trying out some other people. She was like, why would we do that? We have a good thing going and you like him. And I said, yeah, I just think, you know, we should push pause. And she just didn't want to do it. And I just had a gut feeling and she was on one of those, I can't remember what it's called, but one of those apps where you can like chat with somebody, mm-hmm. off, not like your text message. Yeah. And I was going back and I was, it just, it, it hit me like a gut punch how they were talking to each other. Oh, because you he saw everything. Was, yeah, and he pretty much was like, 
I can't help it that I've fallen for you and no offense to your husband, but you know, there's definitely a connection with us. And she basically was fighting feelings with him for months, but still seeing him. And he pretty much put his cards on the table and said, I'm, I want to be with you, like leave and give me a chance. And I confronted her and I just was like, Hey, I know what's going on. I want to end this. And she said she was going to go see her mom for the weekend to think. And then I found out that they were together. Oh my God. And I, she came home and I said, you know, I don't agree with this. Like I'm going to put a stop to it. And she just was like, look, she was like, I hate that this happened. She's like, I'm in love with him. I have real feelings for him. And we started going back and forth. And I said, you just need to take a break from him. And she was like, I honestly uh, don't think I could do that. Like, and she had told me like when they took a little break, when we were seeing other people, he apparently like went out a couple of times with another girl. She like lost her shit about it. Wow. And she just was like, I can't help it. Like I'm emotionally connected to him. And she was like, at this point he gives me everything that I want. And she was like, I'm an emotional level with him. And we're on top of the mountain with sex where I'm only providing one at this point. Oh, wow. So it was kind of tough to hear. Very. Um, And what was the one thing you were providing her? uh, Well, I mean, if we were outside of, her having sex with other men, like when we were actually, our marriage was going pretty good. Like, um, just like you're pretty much everything else besides that. We were like, just having like in a good but what, state. What, like, what we're, weren't you giving her when you said he was giving her everything and you were only giving her one, not giving her one thing. What was that sex? But I mean, wasn't like, is that what you weren't giving her? She just was, I basically, her point was that like with him, it's everything. And I, she basically was like, I, if we were, if I was to stop seeing him and you and I got together, we won't connect like that anymore. Like I'm way past how we had sex with him. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And so, and she just told me she, she was in love with him. And, um, I, I basically was like, do I even have a chance here? You know what to do? And she said, um, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. She was like, I don't think time will help. She's like, because um, just, you know, he we're just I think I just want to see what it's like. I want to be with him. She's like, I just don't know how I cannot be with him. Right. She already they already were in it. I mean, their only way out of that was through it. She had to go into that relationship and see how it played out. Uh, now I know that you leave and I still want to hear the story, but I just want to know real quick. Cause I, I want to, I know I'm so curious. Is she still with that guy? Yes. They, um, they apparently, I, you know, um, I moved away, but, um, they guess, I guess they took a break for a little bit. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. um, because we kind of kept our lifestyle under wraps, except for like a couple people. I mean, there was a time where, she got caught being with another guy with a friend of hers. And then, you know, I had a neighbor one time like, Hey, I just want to let you know there's cars here sometimes. That aren't yours. And, <laughs> That's what you know, I'm always just, like thinking if I was the neighbor, what would I do? Oh, that neighbor like gave me the fucking heads up that your girl's cheating on you. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so it was kind of, um, That's so funny. So we didn't end up, she didn't end up like, I guess cause some people were like, why are you leaving? 
you know, and so she ended up telling some people, we, you know, we kind of just gave everyone the song and dance with the divorce, but I did find out there's more people knowing that we were in that lifestyle and they, you know, she, you know, that's why they were together. But yes, um, if they took a little break, but they are still they're still together. How long is it? How long has it been since she's been with him? So it's coming up on eighteen months. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of new, but they're still together. So now she says, like, you have no shot. This is something that I have to well, do. Well, eighteen months of uh, eighteen months of just them seclude, like, without me there. Like, with me yeah, 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 they, totally. I understand. Yeah. But they had a year before as well with when you yes. were there. But do you know if they have an open relationship? I I do not. I can't say for 100 percent, but I want to say no, just because that's kind of not her nature. Like, I mean, she didn't even want us to couple up in the beginning, but I don't know. This guy's different, but. Right. And he's definitely not the cuck because he was the bull. So he probably doesn't want to take that role. Right. So maybe that the, they're having a very different experience for sure. I would I would think if anything, maybe they might swing with another couple if they're comfortable because, you know, I that would probably be. But I pretty much I mean, think the sad the thing. Yeah. And the sad thing is, Scott, is that you probably. You know, and she should send you a thank you card and some flowers for this. But what you did for her was you just said, okay, live out your child. Like you gave her seven years of getting all of that out of her system. You know, so if she was ever prepared to be monogamous, it would be now because she was able to have those seven years of fucking all those guys and getting all of that stuff out of her system. I mean, you, it was, you know, timing thing for you. You met her at the wrong time, this guy came in at the right time. Here she is seven years after living at all of her fantasies. She probably can be monogamous now and probably maybe doesn't need all of that, you know? Yeah, I think because she was, that's the thing. She just didn't have a lot of experience and she had, this was a lot of experience for her. And then this guy is the one that stood out. So she's probably just very like, I don't, I think in her mind, she's like, well, what's going to be better than this? Yeah. You know, what I have now with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She, she was able to test the waters a, a good bit. It's sad for you. You know, the story is sad for you. Now, like when you guys ended it, because you did have an open marriage, you allowed this guy to come in. I wonder, was there a lot of animosity between you two? Or were, you know, how did that parting of ways go? Are you guys still on friendly terms? Um, it's, I wouldn't say friendly, but it's, um, it's respectful. Um, mm-hmm. I was very, I felt like I did in the beginning when she first cheated on me, I got yeah. very angry. Cause I, I basically was like, I just gave you the world to do what you wanted. And the one thing that we said that we couldn't allow you allowed it to happen. Like I'm, the thing that pissed me off the most was when I went back and read their messages, it was months ago they discussed with each other. They were having real feelings. I feel like she should have stopped it. Yeah. She didn't want and to. Now she didn't. I mean, I guess I couldn't force her uh, to, or this and that, but like, so I was a little, um, just not happy with her. And um, so we did, it was very throughout the separation and the divorce. It got a little tense, but we still have to talk because, um, you know, I help her with supporting her daughter. Still. Um, so even though that's not your child, you still, still help. So even though, even though that's not your child, you still help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because there's a lot of time there. Yeah, invested. yeah. You probably see her as your daughter. I mean, it's for right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you're a good dad, um, stepdad. So we we still have communication when it comes to that, but I I don't do the like basically if if we have mutual friends or having like a party or something. If she's going, I don't go. Yeah. Um, I pretty much have only seen them maybe like twice. Um, since that, since this all happened. So at, at something which was unavoidable that we both had to attend. So, yeah, um, listen, I could imagine how you feel. Cause here, here you are a guy who was cheated on. She came to you with a reason you said, okay, I'll give you a pass, you know, which is pretty effing cool of you and fair of you, you know, and, but, and there is a big difference between what she did then and what she did the second time. And then, but you say, okay, I'm going to, you know, forgive you for that. And then you open up the relationship. And like I said, I think you really helped her live out all these things and, and gave her back all those years that she didn't have. I mean, you got something out of it too. Uh, you know, 10 years from now, you'll look back and realize you did too. You know, you were having fun. She got to have all her fucking fun. And, but then she goes and takes that and runs with it and falls in love with another person. I mean, not to she probably didn't mean to, right? It's like no one's really at fault here. Some people, I, I can't wait for the comments on YouTube that people are going to go fucking crazy because they're going to be like, oh, he fucking deserves it. What do you expect? I mean, that is the scariest thing and everyone's biggest fear and everyone's reason why they think it can never work out because like, why wouldn't that happen? I mean, it's kind of like Russian roulette. It only takes one guy to come in, especially if you're starting to have regulars and you're, the way you're setting it up in that true cuck fashion where you are really not even having sex with her anymore. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that he was able to come in and really penetrate. Because I do think that sex, the physical act of real sex between a couple is a part of a relationship that needs to be there. That's the true intimacy. And if you're not having that with each other, there creates a distance. You didn't have that closeness. And I feel like that was a misstep maybe on some level because you created a little bit of a hole that, that needed to get filled in, like a, just like a little distance between you, you and hers, that she would look someplace else. But it, it, it's still a sad story, and I really feel bad for you. No, and I appreciate that, and I, I think you made a great point because, like I said, one of the things she told me when I was trying to fight and win her back, she was like, well, I'm getting everything from him where I'm only getting part from you. So well, I, that's what I kept saying. I, like, what did she say she wasn't? It's the sex. I mean, I do think that that was where you guys went wrong. Yep. And, and I didn't want to come across as like, Oh, you know, cuck holding is bad because I, I, like you said, up to that point, we were having a good time with it. it like, you know, there's peaks and valleys with everything. It would, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I just kind of felt like I look back because like a lot of things like when I can listen to your podcast and, and others, I'm like, you just hear these like fantastic couples and stories. And I'm like, wow, like, why did it go wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? So there's been a lot of like self-reflection, 
self-reflection of mm-hmm. like, what did I do different than like when I hear these, cause when you had these couples on, yeah, I'm like, well, that was us at one point. Yeah. So like, where did I, well, don't you where think did I slip up, but don't you think it, I think the real big difference is the, the, the not, you did not have sex. Like when that, when those ladies were like, look at that fucking passion between them. And when you said, I saw them making love, you had not not just not had sex with your wife, you had not made love to your wife for four years. To me, that's the big misstep. Yep. I, I think that's, that's one of the things that I've, I've thought about too. And it like wasn't said, just I've, sex that you weren't having with her. You weren't making love. And that is a part of it. And I really think that was the, the that was something that, was not good, I don't think, personally, for a relationship. No matter how hardcore you're playing and everything, I think you always have to come back and connect. What I find is going on with the couples that I hear that's always the best thing about the situation is the the coming back to each other and that it's always about them and it makes their sex life with each other better. And I know that you were getting off on the scenario by yourself and she was getting off with them, but it doesn't seem like you guys were coming together and getting off of it together. And that's the disconnect. And maybe, you know, you let go of it too. It wasn't, this was like a joint thing. Both of you decided to not make love to each other. So I don't know, was there a, a, was there maybe you guys never got fully back together after that time that she cheated on you? I don't know. You know, I wonder if maybe you didn't fix your foundation first before you went and played with others after that initial cheating. I think that's a great point because when I think back at that, I'm like, you know, we were such in a bad place and then it just turned around. That's and what I mean. We tried to pack patch it up and then we went you know we talked about doing this and And i probably looking back we probably should have gave ourselves like a good bit of time to just connect with each other then approach this yes one thousand percent you never did so that disconnect was there and then it just got bigger and bigger in where you went you were on a path of that only led to things not going well. I'm sorry. But that's why I asked a lot of those questions in the beginning when, um, you know, because it seemed like I could tell that you worked through it so fast and I didn't really understand. I mean, you know, it was like months later, there you are. You know, what about that issue between you guys? And I think, like you said, you probably never really fix that and you just got into that and not to say that you both weren't into it and you guys were horny for it but you didn't tend to the issues at hand and those were just swept under the rug yeah and i and i also think we just didn't have the knowledge and and, and experience like i mean there's so much more out there now like i said i mean when her friend her when her friend approached her with it we were kind of like what really is it you know what i mean so you know i feel like now like it would be totally different because we're like, okay, these are, there's so much now, like these are the do's and don'ts and make sure you do this and don't do that. Where we were, to be honest, like flying by the seat of our pants in the beginning and just kind of taking it as a go, we probably should have had a bit more guidance in that way. And that, like I said, that's, that's, you know, that was probably more on me. I should have did that more because, you know, I was the beginning doing all the research and 
and such. But I think like in today's world, the, the people that are doing it now, I think they just have a lot more information and, and sure. people's experiences. Yes. And listen, I mean, I don't know. You, you had seven years. You were with her for 15. You had seven years of this. By no means is it a total failure. I mean, this is not like, oh, my God, one year later, your girl's like in love with someone else. Bye-bye. You know, you did it for seven years. Uh, you know, she met that guy. They're still together. Are you with anybody else? Uh, I haven't had. So, it, it, you know, when this all happened, the separation, I took a little self-reflection time yeah. and um but i've i've dated here and there and it's it's i gotta be honest it's kind of it's been that's been the adjustment because i'm going into dating trying to reset like what i was living the last seven years like you know i'm like in the back of my mind like the first time i was i had sex with somebody i was the whole time i'm thinking like does she want to be with somebody else uh you know like it's is she okay with just me and her? So well, what it's would you been a want? struggle. What would you want? What's your perfect relationship now? Would you never want to be in in an open relationship like that again? Would you be able to put your cuck tendencies aside and just maybe role play it out or something and you would want a completely monogamous relationship? I mean, I could definitely go back to being the monogamous, but I think like in a perfect world, I would like to find somebody and our relationship starts off with that we connect because I think you have to have that. Totally. It's not I think work. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then if, you know, she was wanting to explore, I almost think I would have to meet somebody that was maybe wanting to do this as well, but also wants the relationship aspect. And if we hit it off in that way, then down the road, we could lead into it. You know what I mean? So uh, if that could happen, that would be great. But yeah, just I've been out on dates. I mean, I, I've only the longest I, I think I saw somebody was like two months, and I just wasn't feeling committed or or into it. So just kind of still out there, like just thinking of what I want. And I also didn't want to be serious with somebody because I'm still like, you know, what am I wanting in the end? And I wouldn't be fair to the other woman. Yeah, if, you're. You know, yeah, still, you have a lot of baggage to unpack. What about sex? Have you had sex? I mean, you were like four years that hadn't had it with your wife. Have you been able to have sex ever, or has it been? Yeah, five that's years? What, I, what I was saying. The, <laughs> the first girl that I had sex with, with after our thing, like, the, like as soon as I was done, I was like, you know, was she wanting to be with somebody else? Oh, right, right, it you was, had, right. Okay, it it was um, it was hard getting back on the horse, not like wanting to have sex, just like getting back to being like, I'm the one doing it, not the yeah, one. Yeah, I can imagine. So, because you were like wired to be turned on and into and being sexualized just in a very different way for a long time, for four years. That's a long time. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of just relearning almost. Yeah. You know, you're like, it, I, I mean, the, the first couple of times I was like, wow, I was like, I, it made me realize how long it had been. I was like, I had to really, you know, I felt like that kid on prom night fumbling around a little bit in the mm -hmm. beginning. Uh, I just had to, you know, get in, but like there was a couple of times where I felt like it was getting better and, and such, but yeah, it was definitely, um, very long, too long of a gap. And so I'm, I'm I feel like I'm finding myself again in that realm, For you know, sure. uh, uh, being in, in that, in that nature. And I feel like it, you know, there's been a couple good experiences. Also, I'm a lot older now than I was when we started when I was married. So I'm generally 
like when I go out on dates or see somebody, the women are generally around my age. So they probably like some of them, like the one woman I had a pretty good sexual connection with, she was coming out of a sexless marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were both like, (laughs) you know, we just, it, it just, that worked out well because, um, she had, you know, in a way was not having sex like I was obviously for different reasons. She wanted to, her husband did it. Um, but she was looking more for like a long-term thing. And I just was up front saying like, Hey, it was like, you know, there was a lot went on in my marriage. You know, I didn't get into the details of like, I'm not going to be hundred percent there. So probably don't want to waste your time. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to see how it goes. So are you in therapy uh, at all? I am not. No. You should. Are you one of those that doesn't believe in therapy? Like guys, no, I think I just, a lot of guys don't. Only because, you know, I do think sometimes it really helps to to talk about things with somebody. And, you know, who are you going to talk about this shit to? You know, you can. There's probably so many people don't even know it. And I think when you were cheated on and uh, that first thing that happened, you know, it's like someone pulls the rug from underneath you. And then the, the second thing time of her having an affair and that was so complicated I think that there's just a lot to unpack and just being able to have someone to talk through it and just rehash it could really help you just get over it and get closure on it so you could move on and show up you know to another relationship whole and ready and figure out what you want I mean it just it really helps at certain times in your life it really does and if anyone could use therapy it's a guy like you that went through what you went through no I think you're right and and honestly I wanted to give you a, a shout out it's like it's the podcast like yours and some others out there where like you 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 talk to people in this manner and it's it's more like in a good natured way where, you know, I, I'd rather listen to like some of the ways that you do and some others where you deep dive into this stuff as opposed to just someone just being like, just tell me about the sex all the time. No, this Um, is the stuff I love. I like love this. And this is why I do my show is to like really help people and show people the real deal. I love like psychology and self-help and, I think we're here, like I'm one of those people that believe like we come here to be flawed and learn lessons. I think life is school and we're supposed to go through these things and, you know, so I'm really into self-help and working on things and getting through and unpacking it and putting it on the table and dissecting it. I love that. And I don't, listen, life isn't going to be that all the time. Sometimes it's just everyday things. Sometimes life is just about being fucking happy, but sometimes it's about working on yourself at certain moments, really working hard and really really just putting your shit on the table and focusing on that a year or two of that could really take you, you know, a long way and being a lot in a better place. It's just really good to do, especially after what you have been through. It's important. I do it on my show because I always say like, and what I believe is like, I'll draw people in with my salacious titles and I get the sex stories and all that stuff. But I do hope that people learn things too as well, because I think that's important. That's a part of my voice. It's the thing that I think is most important. I never just want to hear the sex stories. I want to hear all the stories. And that's why when you emailed me and said it was a cuck that didn't go right story, I was like, yeah, like, fuck yeah, like, let's get that on because it's important. (laughs) You know, because it's real life and it's not, I don't like to paint uh, on, you know, uh, a picture that's one color. You know, I like all sides of things. And, you know, your story's super interesting. I think people are going to really be analyzing it the way I did. And 
giving their two cents. I think my two cents was the right two cents, okay? There's going to be a lot of crazy two cents you're going to see on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I'm, 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 I have a thick skin. I'm, I'm totally accepting. I'm probably going to get beat up a little bit in the comments, but I, you know, I, I, I appreciate everything that you had to say. And yeah, and like I said, I mean, uh, like I don't hear too much about this. It's like I said, and I don't. It's not like I'm. I feel like everything was good. It's just maybe now someone that listens to you, they did the same thing. It happened to them, you know. Just you know, so you don't feel like you're the only one out there. And like, not oh, only that, you know what, maybe someone listening to this will be like, oh, you know what, maybe I should fuck my wife Ed, cause, and not be so cuck-like and not fuck her. You know, like that whole thing. You know, they'll hear like mistakes that you do and they'll learn what not to do. I mean, I think that always helps. And you know who else is going to get a lot out of this is you. Talking to me, I'm sure, felt really good in putting your story on the table. But when you actually hear yourself talk about this as a third person, you're going to get even more out of it. You don't even realize. Trust me, though. It happens all the time. I know I'm going to get an email from you where you're going to just realize, like, wow, I thought it was, like, great just to talk it out. But actually listening to it back was even more helpful and healing. And you'll see that, you know, but I also really hope that you do get into therapy because you should be talking about this more just once a week with somebody do it. It'll really help you and help you move on. So you could wind up in a really great relationship too, in your next one, you know, clear and as baggage free as you can. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And I, I'm, yeah, I really appreciate you allowing me to to talk with you and and um, and and your advice. Um, you know, and and not just here when you do your other podcasts. I always generally find when I, I get done listening, I'm like, oh, you know that I didn't think of it that way. So yeah, I think I it's yeah, helpful that you have a platform like this for things that are out there and what people are are doing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Seriously. And I believe it. It's needed and I love to do it. It's what I, the reason why I started my show is because I would be like analyzing my friends' lives like this and they'd be so fucking annoyed with me. You know, because some people don't want to, you know, they don't want to do that. And that's why I started my show because I'm like, let me just do it and analyze people and question people that want to, you know, that are in that place and ready for it and meet people where they're at. So and uh, so it's a great outlet for me because this is what I love to do. I loved this episode. I loved your story. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing it because it's it Thank was you so much for, for allowing me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great, Scott. So stay tuned. Let me know what you think after you hear it. And get in therapy. Keep you so me much. posted. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. 
story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.